0: Julie, I had an interesting um, set of emails and communications with folks who were asking me, and actually one of them was a the state association that was writing an article for one of their uh, online publications, and they were asking me how where we are in the cycle and their questions were all assuming that the cycle that we are experiencing in in terms of the economy was going to be short term. And I thought that was fascinating. And a lot of it had to do with the age of the reporter who was probably I'm guessing in her early Mm thirties, but really at the end of the day, the expectation based on her questions was that the recession or what we're experiencing now, whatever you want to call it, it's really a financial reset that it's going to be short lived. And I was an interesting little uh, pivot when I started Asking her why she thought that way and it was based on her own personal life experiences the amount of time she's been on the planet what she could reflect on you know Mm -hmm. and that's fascinating to me because that's what we all base our experiences on we we kind of go back to what we personally experienced in the past and assume it's gonna be similar if not the same as as it was then and we don't really think to go beyond. What we can remember.
1: Well, naturally, because we're all the sum of all of our experiences and we all have different experiences.
0: And so it was fascinating when I asked her what her opinion was on the, you know, interest rates and inflation that happened during the 70s into the very early 80s. And she didn't have one. And Mm -hmm. she just kind of gave me some sound bites, really, things that I could tell that she'd read or maybe heard somewhere. And I asked her how long she thought that inflationary period lasted, and she didn't know. She said, well, I remember something about this and the other thing, and it was short-lived in her mind. But when I started sharing with her the facts that the last time we were in an inflationary bout like this, and let's just call it, you know, I don't know how else to, to describe it, it lasted 10 years. It lasted from 1971 to 1981. And it lasted through, you know, different presidents and obviously lots of changes societally and all the rest of it. And what people did in the 70s is they just sort of settled into this new reality that we're going to be in this long term or the new reality was that this inflation thing isn't going away and that there's going to be, um, you know, modifications to lifestyles and expectations that are going to have to accompany the new financial reality. And, you know, people settled in. And right now in the market, in the real estate market, in the economy right now, no we're nowhere near the settling in part
1: no but the good news is that you know as we as people went through that cycle people did still buy and sell houses didn't they well
0: exactly and that's really where i was going with with this conversation with this gal but it really at the end of the day what we're looking at is something that's probably going to last what we're experiencing now it's probably going to last at least as long as the last real significant inflationary bout lasted, which is about ten years. Inflation now is arguably close to ten percent. There's been some jiggering with the actual, you know, way they figure out the inflation rate, but let's just say for the sake of conversation, it's ten percent. If you want to know what your own personal inflation rate is, Julie and I have been saying this now for quite a while. Just go and figure out how much more you're spending on the same things, like what you bought. Um, you know, we'll use the obvious one—a gallon of gas—or what you're paying for just everything, rent, or Anything that you're spending your money on, go and compare what you're spending um, money on, what it cost a year ago, and then figure out what that percent increase is. And that's basically what your personal inflation rate is. Mm-hmm. And what you'll discover, it's always over 10% because I've done this, Julie and I've done this personally, but I had this conversation with some friends informally um, over a glass of wine, and they figured that their personal inflation rate was close to 20%, and they did not add any new expenses. It's just the cost of everything went up, and they lived in a, in a more expensive area of the uh, country mm-hmm. as well. But the moral of the story is, is this is not something that's temporary. And where are we in the psychological cycle? And that's the, where I kind of pivoted um, our conversation or my conversation with this reporter gal is where are we in this in the cycle in the psychology, uh, how it's affecting people's mindset. And we're in the very beginning and, and we're not at the point where people have sort of accepted the reality that this is going to be, again, it could be a decade long, um, you know, I would call it a process. As people, as the economy sorts itself out, as the excess liquidity uh, is taken out of the uh, economy, and there's th- 30 trillion of excess liquidity, there's three trillion in the last what uh, 18 months, basically. As soon as that money comes out, then you'll see things stop uh, to inflate. But how is that going to happen? How long will that happen? It's going to take a long damn time. And I remember, Julie, you and I were going through open houses in uh, Laguna Beach. Actually, you, mm-hmm. you were thinking the same thing, right? Yep. And there was this house that it maybe six months prior, when the market was uh, so uh, still hot, would have sold with multiple offers and people yeah. would have been just you know fighting for it. But now the lady had the agent had no offers on it. And I remember as Julie and I were walking <laughs> out, thinking it was overpriced, frankly, because we were thinking of buying as an investment. She yelled out the window, "Next time you see it, it's going to go up by a million dollars." Well, I next know. we we did track it just for the sake of our own you know information. And next when it did sell, it had actually gone down by three hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, but at the time that agent was not even in acceptance, she was still in denial. Exactly. Okay? And there are different stages to everything, What you know, whether you want to make it psychological or not. She had not come to terms with that reality. And there are a lot of agents that don't watch what's happening. They just go from deal to deal and whatever their current reality is, what they're dealing with. And those are the agents I worry the most about, because the market will hit them in the face one day. And I see a little bit of this happening already. And this was one of the reasons that we're doing this, this two-part series about realtor skills in a new real estate market for this year, the rest of this year especially, is that the coaches were telling me you know, there's a lot of quasi-freaking out, real freaking out, agents saying, well, I mean, what if I actually have to have a conversation with the seller more than two weekends in a row? What do you even say to somebody?
0: Well, if you want to have a competitive advantage in the marketplace, here's really where this whole story that I was sharing with you guys is going. And the same thing Julie's talking about, get through the denial process as fast as you yep. humanly can. Um, and don't vacillate and thinking about things popping back to the way they were because they're not. The new prices are the new prices, and in many cases, like uh, you're going to see prices continuing to increase on basically everything. That's not going to stop anytime soon. This is not a political conversation. This is just a reality-based conversation. If you don't believe me, look at your own expenses. Just in the last 90 days, how much things have gone up. Now, obviously, we'll well, I shouldn't say obviously, but hopefully, we'll see a leveling off of the inflation of prices. Uh, But in the interim, just accept that we're in a new reality and a new reality requires starting with a new mindset. And the mindset is where, again, if you can uh, just really cutting through all of it, just accept the fact that things are in a state of flux right now and things are changing really quickly and don't expect things to go back to the way they were even six months ago. And that's, by the way, about seven months ago, we weren't experiencing anything like this. It all really started when the bear market crept in about six months ago. And And then the rates went up. Right. And then the rates went up and then inflation took off and all, you know, the Fed started freaking out. And, you know, we started talking about just all this other stuff. It's just getting started. Um, so your mission as a real estate professional whose number one job on planet Earth is, Earth is to be of service to other people is to move past the waiting and the, uh, and the denial and move towards, well, what can I do to help people in this new market given the new realities? And that is really the essence of what today's and tomorrow's uh, podcast and YouTube videos is about is what you need to be seriously um learning now with urgency so that you are not one of these agents that sees time go past because unfortunately what happens and this will happen with most people you know they will be too slow to take action and what's going to happen is the market will change without them they're going to be stuck looking in the rearview mirror waiting for things to return to the way they were it never does and then they're going to lose you know just whole kinds of opportunity to have been of service to other people and frankly make a ton of money because there's more opportunity for people that are entrepreneurial and people that are uh frankly willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level in a market like this than there was in the previous market. In a market like this, the new kings and queens are crowned. In a market like this, new agents get dominant market share. In a market like this, new agents are able to form new business strategies that really can evolve the industry. There's all kinds of amazing things that happen because we're in this Uh, transitional period. But your mission is to move forward and don't just simply wait around for the clouds to clear because they will not. So here is your first four points on the things that we will absolutely positively encourage you to master immediately. Point number one, Julie.
1: Yes. So first accept the point and digest that because it is already happening. Here's point number one. You'll be having longer relationships with both your sellers and your buyers. Longer with your buyers because they may take longer to qualify, end up bowing out of the market or have finance issues while they're pending. Longer seller relationships due to the average days on the market, which are already growing in most areas. Do you know how to counsel a seller when their home takes longer to sell than expected? For some of them, that's more than two seconds, two weekends, maybe even two months. Are you getting longer listing agreements, for example? Do you know how how to deal with these longer relationships? And I give you a coaching hint, the answer is not to hide out from your clients. They're not hearing from you. They're not thinking good things.
0: Yeah, they'll fire you. You have to be so proactive in a market like this because remember, you are having to deal with your own psychology. Well, every single person you know, especially your real estate clients, they're getting like triple whammies. They're getting inflationary psychology, you know, all kinds of issues with that. Their money's not as going as far. Maybe they're even worried about uh, essentially the finances of their friends and their family and people that they love and care about. But now you're having to put them in a real estate transaction, which obviously gives them even more stress you have to be able to manage not just your emotional state but their mindset as well and that really is one of the first things that again when you move past the idea that things are going to return to the way they were that's going to be the biggest really the cure-all and uh for not being stuck in an emotional quagmire Uh, so point number two julie
1: point number two you'll have to be more accurate in your pricing strategies Pricing way over the last best comp and hoping you won't have appraisal issues is no longer a strategy. This is a big bugaboo right now, especially amongst listing agents who know that they've got to be more accurate, but they also don't want to lose the listing over it because there's other agents that are just saying, hey, we'll just throw a price out there and the market will give it to us. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. You're going to have to be a lot more specific about this. And I have to say from our coaches and coaching clients, we are seeing more appraisal issues as a result of things not just You can't just add 20% month over month and be accurate anymore.
0: So Julie and I, we talk about this sometimes. It's kind of fascinating. You guys should do this as well. There's certain bellwether real estate markets around the country that you should always be paying attention to. They're sort of the canary in the coal mine for what's going to happen next. I think San Diego has been one of them historically. Um, Vegas, maybe not as much as it used to be, but you should figure in Miami you should figure in Austin some of these hottest you know fastest growing markets and then also look into the second tier markets Julie and I watch Columbus Ohio and think you know Charlotte North Carolina
1: Idaho has been hot Idaho
0: yeah. yeah Boise so we look we Julie and I uh, will subscribe to new listings data realtor.com just to know what the heck's going on and I'll tell you what's going on we are receiving tons and tons of emails from realtor.com telling us about all the price reductions mm-hmm. and a lot of the price reductions I had a uh, email come through this morning I think it was 42 price reductions That's a lot. and man. it was all from most of them were from um, Georgetown where you and I have some uh, rentals in Texas mm-hmm. and there were almost all of them were new construction now and why am I telling you that because mm-hmm. if there's new construction that's lowering the price and your resale is not pricing accordingly, you are not going to sell your resale. Your resale will expire on you because you did not counsel that seller correctly on how to actually, you know, position the house in the market so it correctly reflects the market's expectations. You have to start your relationship with your sellers. And by the way, all this is a- absolutely relevant to working with buyers as well. You have to start your conversations, having conversations that are going to set the expectation that there probably will be some repositioning of the house in the market. I'm saying it again so you guys can catch this. So that the you know the listing correctly markets the buyers or the market's expectations. I did not say lower the price. So when there are certain words that you never say to a seller or frankly to a buyer, and if you do, you should not be in real estate because you are absolutely positively going to have that seller in particular. If you say lower the price, they're probably going to you know not lower the price, and they're probably going to fire you. So you're going to need to learn that you are going through an emotional uh, transition, and so are all your prospective clients. So you're going to need to get your skills on so that you're relevant in this market. Otherwise, you're gonna be like, holy crap, I wish I would've taken action on what Tim and Julie said. Because everything, you know, the sands are moving around your feet and you're not paying attention as you're getting sucked under unless you've grabbed hold of the rope or essentially you're walking up the ladder of new knowledge to transcend the current state that you're in. And one of the easiest ways that we've created for you to do that, and guess the best part is it's free, is join Premier Coaching. Premier Coaching gives you, Julie, can you help let them remind them? Because frankly, I know you've been updating that content. I just forget well, what's sitting in there.
1: Yes, and that's, that's a good point, is that our content is always updated based on what you guys are dealing with. So for example, yesterday, we uh, made the 12-week seller communication plan be more prominent because you guys are saying, well, what do you even say on week three? So we have a 12-week communication plan, your pre-listing package, which is your silent salesperson, which goes to the listing before you to eliminate most objections before you even show up.
0: There's FISBO scripts, there's expired scripts, there's Centers of Influence Past client scripts, devol- scripts, there's lead follow-up scripts, there's pre-qualification scripts, There's their 90 day massive action plan. There's real estate, uh, the real estate treasure map. Buyer presentation. (laughs) Buyer presentation. I mean, there's so much. And the best part, in our opinion, is that you also get a daily semi private coaching call, a coaching session every single workday with one of our Harris certified coaches. And that happens every single day at 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you, you know, we do uh, record them so you can go back and listen to it if you happen to miss the call. But you will have direct interaction with your Harris certified coach. And all this is free. And it's simple, super simple for you to sign up. Just text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or you can simply go to members.timandjulieharris.com. So the easiest way is you just text. And then we text you back um, immediately and you have to say, yes, I want to receive this information. So you do. And then we text you back the link to join and you can join for free. This is the only way you can join Premier Coaching for free or you can go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Literally hundreds of you have joined Premier Coaching this month alone. And it makes sense because this is the next natural step for all of you in your real estate businesses especially because we're going through this transition um, in this market. And like I said, guys, this is not going to be weeks or even months. This is going to be years. The last one lasted 10 years. There's every reason to believe this transitional period will last the same amount of time. Never has there been in the you know decades-long uh, career that Julie and I have, 25 years in real estate, never has there been a better opportunity to be in real estate because of the transition. So learn the new skills this new market demands. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. 47372. 47372 or go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Remember, if texting, message, and data rates may apply. Julie, point number three.
1: Point number three I love because I bet you buyer's agents out there are going to really be relieved due to this point, and that is Buyers are already getting more power. Aren't you tired of telling buyers, nope, you can't have an appraisal. Nope, you can't have an inspection. Nope, you can't ask for the seller to to fix stuff. Nope, you can't charge the seller any leaseback money. You have to give it to them for free. Well, buyers are already getting more power. Buyers in some areas uh, have been actually able to have the home inspected, actually negotiate on inspection items, not have to give the seller months of free leaseback time or close the appraisal gap. Some of them are even getting seller's concessions or having their FHA or VA contracts accepted. I see this all over the realtor posting boards. They're, they're like in disbelief. Oh my gosh, the seller let my
0: buyer have 3% back. But here's the problem with working with buyers right now. If they're reading the headlines, they think the real estate markets are crashing and they're mm-hmm. going to be able to get some sort of huge smoking deal on a house. If you don't know how to educate the buyers on what's actually happening in the market and educate the buyers on actually how to get an offer accepted in this market, you're not going to get your offers accepted. And if you have buyers that, again, let's say, for example, you're trying to sell buyers the way you did last year. FOMO, fear of missing out. Offer more than the house is worth. Give them your kidney. Promise them your firstborn child. Do all these things to get the house. Whatever it takes, a 100000 over. If that's the stance you're taking in this market and the buyers now obviously are going to be talking to other agents, if not other people who they know are in buying real estate. And those folks are having experiences with their agents that are a little bit more buyer centric. You're not going to get that buyer to want to work with you because you're out of date. This is all about skills. Again, guys, it starts with your mindset about your mindset about this changing market, Accept the fact that we're in a long term cycle. And that's great. Who cares? It is what it is. And then backfill it with the content, and the information, and Because remember guys, knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Point number four.
1: Point number four, and this is a big bucket, but it's all in one point. Financing, as you all know by now, is not a slam dunk anymore. You'll need to know more and possibly even change lenders. Expand the lenders you're working with and maybe even break in some new relationships. Lenders are also experiencing a huge shift in their world, so don't make any assumptions. Some of them are not familiar with the products that are necessary in a shifting market like adjustable rate mortgages, different products like that. I mean, there's even some uh, leasebacks and buyer, I'm sorry, lease to own. There's seller financing. There's all different types of things, assumable mortgages. Lenders are in the same boat as you guys are, and a lot of them have only known the slam dunk thirty-year fixed at three and a half percent.
0: Well, they've known basically. Lenders have been able to make, mo- and we have a lot of lenders that are listeners. We've had uh, lenders have been able to make a very good living just doing refinances. For sure. Yeah, and now that you know the you know dropped an eighth of a point, let's refinance. It'll cost you nothing, and it'll lower your payment by this much. Would you like to pull some cash out and pay for that trip to Disney World? I mean, they've been doing that for a long period of time. Well, those days are over. The refinance boom is over, over for a long, long period of time probably I'm guessing years. And so those lenders that are haven't been fired that are still in the business, those loan officers, they're now going to have to start working with agents and they're going to have to start learning how to actually work with retail customers, not just refinances. And the best way to get to the prospective retail customers, which are real estate agents, your clients are working with, directly with real estate agents. And this is going to be, a you know, so what does this mean? It means that you're going to be tripping over loan officers that don't know what the hell they're doing. Yep. And that's going to be the norm. And we did podcasts on how to go about selecting loan officers and we've talked in about this premier coaching you if you make the mistake of assuming the Larry the loan officer who you've used for years is the right loan officer for this changing market you're that is a huge mistake Remember, Larry, the loan officer. He's probably going through some consternation emotionally and financially as well. And so he's probably thinking, "Well, I can't make my living off just refinances anymore." And you know, he know, maybe Larry doesn't even know how to do a creative loan. Maybe Larry doesn't know how to do a, a government loan. He probably doesn't. Maybe the loan, uh, the mortgage broker that Larry works for, isn't even you know government. They can't even do government approved loans. You don't know. So you're going to have to really drill down and retool every aspect of your business. And that's exciting. That shouldn't be something that depresses you. No, yes, it's a
1: good thing. It's a great sorting out, really. What and, is? And we did do a podcast, which was, I think it was something like 12 questions you should be asking your lender to help you guys with this. Of course, you get the real drill down with your premier coaching. The coaches talk to you guys about this all the time. But the, the point is that they're going through a shift as well and different lenders will come. I, get, I got a, uh, a great email from some lender I'd never heard of, from a company I never heard of, but the things that she put in her email were all about the changing market. She was talking about adjustable rates. She was talking about, yes, FHA and VA, we, not, we don't just do those, we're a specialist at that. She had like 10 different really specific market shifting bullet points that was clearly thought out for what's actually happening in the market. And she was now marketing to agents. So yes, you might have to change your relationships. You might have to have more relationships, more options. One of the things I'm already seeing is experienced agents who have the other, these are listing agents who have the buyer side dying on them because something got screwed up they're having to take that file and put it with their trusted lender that does know how to get this stuff through. But it it takes an experienced agent to even recognize that that can happen. So we'll be talking more about those points in the future, but I have to say, I think that the future belongs to the flexible. The future belongs to the versatile agents who have their minds open to learning new things and upgrading their skills versus hanging on to what they thought was going to be the same forever. And I think there's a lot of really good things that are coming from this market. You can't just say, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end, it's a crash. It's not a crash, it's a shift. And you've gotta shift your skills along with it.
0: So if I were a mortgage broker with a bunch of loan officers, or if I were a loan officer, here's what I would do, Because just hear me out. You're going to be dealing with a lot of prospective agents in your market price. This is just for loan officers that don't know what to do, and they're going to be confused. They have you know, been, maybe some of them, very successful in the past market because of the past market, and that past market doesn't exist anymore. Easy money, easy lending, all that's going to be out of the market for a long period of time what I would do is I would definitely sign up for premier coaching and I would learn what it takes to be successful as a real estate agent. Then what I would start doing is seminars teaching agents how to be successful real estate agents mm-hmm. because they don't know using premier coaching content or even better. Why don't you get all your, uh, your, uh, your, real estate agents or real estate agents you're trying to form relationships with. Why don't you get them to sign up for premier coaching? Because then it's going to be perfectly in alignment with them doing more transactions and they're going to be grateful because you've steered them in a direction that's going to help them through this, essentially this transition and as such they'll probably use you for uh, doing loans you have to be more creative you have to be somebody who's going to do something more than just bringing donuts and coffee to the real estate office you know what i bet you most loan officers don't even do that anymore
1: well they're probably going to start they're probably going to start right (laughs) i don't know but But the point is to be a leader in the market (laughs) yep to not just hide out in your previous skills right and and to show people the way this is the new market you've got to lead the way you've got to upgrade your skills because if you're not You might become one of those statistics we talked about on yesterday's podcast.
0: So if you're feeling fearful and you're feeling scared, um, here's uh, what I would do if if I were coaching you or Julia and I were coaching you or you're one of our private coaching clients. What we do is we'd make a list of things that you are grateful for first, Mm -hmm. because that's going to take you out of that uh, really unproductive mental, emotional state of being fearful. Because when you're fearful, what happens is you... Develops sort of mental and emotional myopia your world gets smaller you get tunnel vision you aren't ambitious you start looking for places to hide emotionally Phobias. exactly you start surrounding yourself with people that also share those negative views of life you don't see the opportunities you sort of start to lose life and that's what happens well that is not where any of you need to be because you will lose so the the um the Have a vision in your mind right now of dropping a a pebble in a pond, and you see the ripples coming off that pebble as it hits the water. Those are the ripples that happen as a result of one negative thought that's allowed to manifest in your brain too long. Because it starts with a negative thought, and then what happens? You start surrounding yourself, and you start reinforcing that same negative thought with more and more negative thoughts. And the next thing you know, you have lost years, if not decades, of your life. And I'm going to lean back into what Julie and I saw as a result of the Great Housing Crash of 2000, and you know, really started in 2006. We saw many top producing agents no longer be top producing agents when the market started to change in 2009 because they took too long to change. They took too long to move away from some of the unproductive things that they were doing that may have worked in the previous in the market that was before that where essentially you could fog a mirror and get a loan. Um, and it didn't work in the new market. They weren't willing to transition with requiring with learning new skills they were waiting around for things to return to the way that they were and most of them suffered needlessly and when i mean suffered i just didn't, i don't mean just professionally they sold fewer houses some of them developed health problems and a lot of other worse things so the worst aspects of life can actually manifest from from not monitoring what the ripples that come from that pebble that's being dropped into the pond. We're still early in the cycle. The ripples are going to go on for years. You have to decide right now that you're not going to succumb to fear. And the best way to do that is put yourself in a place to be of service. Start thinking about. All the people in your marketplace, all the people you know, love and care about, and all the new ones you're going to get to know, and then you'll know, love and care about them as well, that you can be helping. Because just like gratitude, when you're in a state of wanting to be of service to others and help other people, there is no place for fear to live. And then what's the next natural thing? If you want to help people in a market like this, you're going to have to learn the new skills that a market requires and it's not a TikTok video or a YouTube video. God bless YouTube and TikTok. You guys get what I'm saying? It's about you learning the skills necessary to be of service to other people. So I'll give you an example that's kind of counterintuitive, but this is what you're gonna see. Look on YouTube and watch to see. Put in and Julie and I did a, a podcast series about how to build, you know, create YouTube leads. And you can listen to this, obviously, watch it on YouTube, or you can listen to it on on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else. You're going to see the content in the most popularly viewed consumer videos created by real estate agents change. And it's going to change more towards um, the type of content that Julie and I are really doing our best to uh, get you guys to understand. Because consumers' interest is going, and what they're really going to demand is going to move away from you know, frankly, flighty stuff that's gonna move away from the surface stuff. It's gonna to move towards the actual practical, tactical, how to get things done stuff because their needs are gonna change. Their concerns are gonna change. It's not just gonna be about you leaning on the Lamborghini in front of the fancy house anymore and use me because after all, I'm a real estate influencer. It's gonna to have to be you explaining to someone how to solve a real problem. So you're gonna see a content shift happen in social and on podcasts and YouTube videos and everywhere else you can possibly imagine, away from the fluff, more towards content that is going to be of service to other people. And that's going to be fascinating because if you uh, move towards that now, you're going to be in a great position as more people discover that you're not just some fluffy Pop-Tart fake-a-do agent. You're actually somebody that knows what the hell you're talking about, and that's the person I should be using. Because Julie's next point that we're going to be talking about tomorrow is that people do get Far, far more selective in who they're going to listen to, let alone who they're going to be transacting with. And that's going to be the biggest shock for many of you because you have grown in a sense of entitlement it is what it is thinking that your centers of influence on past clients thinking that the sources of business that have sent business to you in the past will continue to do so and they won't because people are going to start becoming way more selective because they are going to know that uh, doing a transaction is way more complex
1: yes for my coaching calls today tim i have a lot of expired hunters out there And they're all reporting almost verbatim what you just said. You know what expireds are saying? First of all, they are having real conversations. They're not just saying, no, I'm good. They're actually talking to agents that are calling them. And they're saying, you know, my previous agent didn't seem to do anything. All they did was throw it in the MLS, put what sounded to me like a good price on it. You
0: remember the five Ps?
1: Yes, not off the top of my head. Put it it, it
0: in the MLS. No, there was actually, it was when Julie, it was a, a, again, it's a great expired uh, prospecting script. You uh, uh put it in the MLS. No, get the paperwork signed. Put it in the MLS. Put a sign in the yard. Uh, Pray that it'll sell. Uh, yeah, is, I don't remember what all of them were. It's in our. It's it, our website. It's all
1: passive stuff.
0: It's to, it's designed to make a seller laugh, obviously, but it is what most agents are have. Honestly, I best most agents even haven't haven't done half of those things. Well,
1: that's right. So the expireds are asking specifically, what are you going to do to get my house sold? And they're saying. I need it to sell now.
0: Buyers as well. Mm -hmm. Well, expires, obviously we love those because expires would have put their houses for the in the market uh, three months, six months ago. Listing agents were somebody they knew from the gym. You know, after all, Bob's got a real estate license. He must be as good as Barney at selling real estate. What the hell? I don't care. It's going to sell itself anyway. Um, And then the house got listed. The house didn't sell. And now the the seller is going, holy crap, I should have been more selective who I listed with. Mm -hmm. You know, the sands of time have shifted underneath my toes. And now they're going to start becoming way more selective on who they list with. Now, if you happen to be an agent who's very good at passive lead generation and centers of influence and past clients and you have skills, this is going to be your market. But most of you are not like that. Most of you don't have skills, don't know you don't have skills, won't accept that you don't have skills until you start losing. And our suggestion to you is don't wait around to start losing, decide instead to be ahead of the curve and so you don't lose opportunities. Guys, it's too expensive to lose a buyer to another agent because you didn't have the skills necessary That's to right. satisfy that buyer. It's too expensive to lose a listing opportunity that could have cost some of you you know, tens of thousands of dollars just because you were trying to operate like you have in the past.
1: Exactly. So you've got to get into action now. The time to maybe consider that maybe it's not going to hit your market, your price range, your neighborhood, your town has ended. Now it's time to accept that we are in a shift, not a crash. This is not a time to go around yeah. snowballing. Okay, but we are in a shift. And as such, you've got to shift your skills to a higher level. And that is what we do. This is why we're here for you. We don't like to see you suffer. We don't like to see you wait until you didn't get that listing that you thought was in the bag because it was your best buddy from golfing.
0: So Julie Harris, what should they be doing now?
1: (laughs) Taking action. Sign up to get into premier coaching so that we can help you literally on a daily basis. How do they do that? uh, four, seven, three, seven, six. See, see listeners. See,
0: she's so used to, because I had a
1: brain worm about the last
0: number. It's 47372. So, two. so text the word premiere to 47372. <laughs> next to me, and I say it a million times. I know. That's because I have too many so numbers ta- in my head. Exactly. You're yeah. taking my ability to actually give a good premiere commercial for granted. You're going to start doing it. No, back to you. <laughs> so your know. homework is to text the word premiere to 47372. Oh. Um, or obviously, if you are outside of the continental United States, we've had some clients in the Virgin Islands, we have some clients in. Uh, yes. all over the world. It's so cool to see some of these, uh, some of you guys coming in. You have new... I looked
1: at the map today, and in our forest reaching, we have Leah out way, way, way west in Guam, yeah. okay? And we have Lisa way, way east, even east of Puerto Rico in Barbados.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool? And
1: other people scattered throughout the world. We also want to appreciate our service members who listen to us, especially if you guys are deployed somewhere far, far away. We do see you on the map as well, and we appreciate your service. So globally, for sure. But all of our new coaching members, I try to say hello and welcome on our private Facebook members only page. You guys are sharing your referrals there. You're talking to your coaches there. I post homework every day for them to either listen to or take action on every single day. So being passive is not going to benefit you, especially in the market going forward.
0: So attach yourself to a community of people that are actually going to be moving forward with you because of this market. Text the word premiere to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Or you can also, of course, go to members.timandjellyharris.com. members.timandjellyharris.com. Come on, guys, this is your time because of this market. We're here for you. Uh, we would love for you to be part of our community. Thank you for continuing to make this podcast. Many of you are listening to us on the podcast, tens of thousands of you every day, the number one listen to daily podcast and daily listen to podcasts for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Help us to continue on that path. We certainly appreciate it. It is our truly our pleasure and our honor that all of you have, have chosen to rely on Julie and I, especially in a market like this and all of our coaches and staff. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, obviously, thank you for discovering our YouTube channel. Help us to make this the number one listen to YouTube channel. Help us to get the word out that this market is about being of service to other people. There's nothing to be fearful and take action. Have a fantastic day.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.